Good afternoon, everyone. All right. So that was for that was for the meek, the meek version. Okay, here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. I don't know about y'all. Let them know. I don't know if it's um, I finally got some energy or the caffeine finally kicked in. So I'm like, I feel really good today. And but I felt pretty good earlier because I was able to see everyone, shake hands to the people that who are new and and people who I. And for people I've seen every week or just about every other week, it's always good to see y'all here. And I was relishing this day. I was kind of, when Pastor uh, gave me a date, uh, the first thing he gave me was I was going to be gone in New York. And so I said, all right, um, just put me down for this one and give me some time to think about it. And uh, also, when I went through my my quote-unquote Rolodex of sermons how to preach, I was like, my favorite verse. Well, I already preached that. I preached that. Preached that and preached that. Well, I'm going to go to this one right here because I haven't touched this one because it's kind of hard to pick to pick a, a, a favorite verse really from the Bible really because every situation has a different scripture somewhere. And for that time and that for that moment, it can be just for you at that time. I mean, I... I could say that if I was um, going through a bad time and I need someone or something or scripture to help me, let's say I was crying, I could well just say, well, Jesus wept, so that's good enough for me. And I feel good about the fact that I'm crying because normally I don't cry, but at times I need a little bit of closure. A little bit of that, hey, if Jesus can do it, so can I. And that's the way how I look at it. And I'm, I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to be uh, in front of my, ch- my, my church family. It's been a while, and I'm ready to get this going. Let's, let's pray. Father our God, you know me, it's always nerve-wracking to be up here. But it's not because I'm afraid. It's mostly because I am excited for what you are going to share to me to my church family here today. This is your time, your moment, not mine. So I ask you please empty me of anything that is not Christ-like and fill me with your love and your spirit. Allow me to communicate to your children here what's needed to be said. I ask all these things in Jesus' name that all God's people say, amen and amen. I don't know about you, but um, I grew up, a little bit of backstory, because you know I'm always going to get a story from me. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I was there for pretty much till my 21st birthday, pretty much. And growing up there, there's a lot to do. Uh, There's a melting pot. If you need to go somewhere, you can practically just get on a a train, on a subway, get your metro card out, ride it, and you're there. You got to go from Brooklyn to the Bronx, you can do it. You got to go to Queens to Manhattan, you can do it. Or you got to go to Manhattan to Staten Island, you can do it. But... One of the things that I really 
liked to do when I was growing up, I liked to hang out with my friends. Now, when I hang out with my friends, it was mostly because of, of when I was, I'm, I'm going to date myself here. I think I was about 12, 13. I was not really old enough to hang out with my friends and go out to the different places, but close enough I could stay in, in front of the house, and as soon as the lights come on, your butt better be inside the house. I don't know if you remember those days. I'm dating myself right now. Once that light comes on, and my mom lives, um, we live on the fifth floor, and my grandmother lived on the second, uh, my, my grandmother lived on the second. So you go too far, what you hear is, Charlie! Charlie! Yeah, mom! Get up here! Now, my mom was not really all that bold, but, you know, that's what she really wanted to say. But mostly who did the yelling was my grandma, but that's neither here or there. Now, one of the main things I really did not really, my, what my mom did not know, and when she sees this, she's going to know now, so. <laughs> um, when I was 12, 11, 12, you know that school shopping um, trek that you go on? You got to go get the book bag, the clothes, the shoes. You know, I grew up in, I was in a private school, so we knew exactly where I had to go. You had a place called Cookies. You had your uniform, shirt, tie. And I had a growth spurt that summer, so all of a sudden, all my clothes were just, you know, you, you just see this. And I used to play um, sports a lot, so... All my pants seems to have holes in it all the time. I play football. There's a game called uh, 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 Flies Up or, or, or Suicide, you know, catch a, you know, catch a ball, you know, basketball. I was a real, I was really athletic. And it seemed that every month or so, I always messed up my pants all the time. So this time, I'm going to say, now listen, son. We're not going to go what we went through last year. I'm not going to, Miss Mary's not going to be the one to keep sewing those holes all the time. You're going to take care of your pants. Yes, Mom. Back in my mind, I'm like, man, I want to destroy these people, man. I grew up, man. I could catch these kids, catch footballs now. Oh, man, this is going to be great. So I'm there with my family. I got two sisters, uh, my mom, my dad was not, was, was at work, uh, or he was around, but he was at work. And so there's a place called in Brooklyn called the Fulton Moss Strip. It's a long, a uh, long street, about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, about, about, about eight blocks of nothing but stores. And then we're starting from Flatbush Avenue, and we're walking. And you get to the first store and stuff like that. And, and I began to notice that, oh, man, my sisters are here. I don't know when it's going to take it for me to get my clothes. So I'm there walking. And I forgot my Walkman at home. Now, who remembers, who remembers Walkmans, okay? Yeah, Walkman. That's when you had to tape cassette players and you kind of put it inside, you put inside this, this device, not your phone, but it's a little device, and there you press play, and then you could rewind it, and here it's... And then you go... Okay, well, I'm, I'm just dating myself. 
but I left it at home, so I'm just here listening to the ambiance of people talking, and there goes my sister, my little sister. She's just trying on these clothes or these, these shoes, and time is going, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, and then, all right, cool, we're done. We go home now. Nope, next door. Oh, right, my clothes. Right, 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 okay. So we go to Dr. J's, or then we go to Cookies, and then we bought the uniform, and then, oh, Okay, we get to go home now. Because waiting for me at home was a brand new video game that, we, that my mom just bought, and I'm just aching to play it. I'm just aching to play it. I'm telling you, I was ready. Okay? Ready. But then I realized <sighs> I left my Game Boy at home too. So no Walkman, no Game Boy. So I got to listen to my sisters talk. And I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the brother. I'm just, just like there. I'm just lagging behind. My mom, boy, keep up. Okay, mom, you know, just. And my mom's there, and we go to the store, to the next store, and I get my clothes, I got my shoes. We get, we got, all right, cool, we get to go home, right? No, we got to get stuff for my, my older sister. Oh, come on. Then all of a sudden, you hear the excuses. Well, there was nothing at this store. There's nothing that I like at this store. So we got to go to the next store and we got to go there and here. And that just didn't fit or nothing is here. And I'm pretty sure we got some people here getting those type of memories back of, no, this is not the one I want. We're going to the next store. And it seems like hours were going by. And I'm just there. I started out like, yeah, we'll get my stuff. It's like two, three hours. And I'm just like, gone. Come on, just pick a shirt and let's go. No, Charlie, I got to make sure this is the right one. No, I'm going to the fitting room. And I I let somebody, when I get hungry, especially when I was younger, because I was eating everything on the plate. That's back in the days when I could eat two plates like that. I was good to go. But I didn't eat nothing. My cars were down. And I was just ready. Come on, let's go. I want to go. I want to come on. And then I just, just at the very end, we get to the last store, way up past the Burger King, Portobello, past there, Models, and I'm just there. Come on. I want to go. Finally. No, this is not it. Looks like we got to go this. No, I, I, I lost it. I lost it. And I was just fussy, fussy, fussy. Like I was not 12 no more. I was two. And I'm just there. Mama, why are we going to go there? And all I was thinking about in my head was, and this is the sermon title for today, I want to go home. Anybody ever felt that way? Maybe it, was, maybe it was when you were at your aunt's house and it smelled bad. Maybe it was somewhere that your parents wanted you to go. You didn't know, you didn't know them, but you had to go. Maybe it was an after-church get-together, and you're like, who are these people? I, <laughs> and I go ahead and say hello to Sister Samantha. 
high sister Samantha. No, that sister Samantha. Oh, high sister Samantha. And I'm there looking at my, you know, looking at your, looking for help. <laughs> and you just sit there in the corner. And you see the, you see your parents just laughing. <laughs> yeah, man, I remember that one. I remember, and you're just sitting there just like, I want to go home. I want to go home. Well, maybe it's not that way. Maybe it's uh, sometimes you feel that way when you're in church. Oh, man, this, this preacher is just talking way too much. Jeez. What is he talking about, man? I, just, I want to go home. I got a game to watch. You know, it's college football. And just, or maybe it's, uh, or maybe it's something going on in church, and it's a service uh, for the outside. And you're like, man, look at all these people. Man, who are these people? They're on a bouncing house. and I think I was here for 30 minutes. You know what? I want to go home. Sometimes we go through those, those stages in life. Sometimes we go through those things of, of trying to figure out exactly, man, what is my purpose here? I, I don't know my role. But as time goes on, you, we actually search for relief. And we begin to get discouraged and distracted by vices in life. So my, one of my vices growing up was, and funny enough, uh, my man over there said it this morning, said, asked me, do you play Pokemon? And I was like, yeah, I used to. But back in the day, date myself again, you got the Game Boy, you get the four AA batteries, you go in there, you got to put the light on. There's no, there's no color on the Game Boy. You got to put the light and then you got to try to sneak because, you, you know, your, your dad, go to bed, Charles. Okay, dad. Click. And then you turn the light off. And then 30 seconds later, you got the little light. And then you put it over. And you got the flashlight. And you put the covers over your head. And you're there just playing Pokemon. And then all of a sudden, come on. Yeah. Level up. I'm going to be a Pokemon master. Ash Ketchum has nothing on me. And you're there, and you just, you just, and then you just fall asleep with your, with the Game Boy, and you wake up in the morning, I was like, did I save? Did I save? And the battery runs dead, and you forgot to save. All that work for nothing. And you got to do it all over again. But again, there's just plenty of times where, you know, you just feel agitated. And sometimes these vices get to you. Now, all of a sudden, the Game Boy comes with you. And it comes to you to church. And then you start hiding it because you're trying to run away. You're just trying to, trying to get, get one last battle in. Get my XP points before church starts. And all of a sudden, I'm not even thinking about church. Oh, we got to... Oh, my choir guy go sing? Okay, cool. We sing, and afterwards, dip off in the back, and then play some more. Hopefully my dad is busy doing other things. You know, he's doing what he always does at church. Mingle, talk, you know, get all that thing, you know, all the, the normal Sabbath things together, and all of a sudden, bam, boom, you're ready to roll. 
But then you started wondering, those vices sometimes get in the way of what's really important. And the things of your past starts to mingle in with what's really important to where you're going. Now, I mentioned this before, and this is like one of my, this is like exhibit A for me. There was a, um, there's a story, you probably heard it uh, in the Bible, where the children of Israel is going from Egypt to a place was promised to them to Abraham back in the book of Genesis. And they're on their way. Now, on their way to this land, it's not only the children of Israel that's there, but you have some Egyptians there with them as well. So that's what you call a mixed multitude. So then you're there and you start reading in uh, Numbers uh, chapter 11. And it says this, Then the foreign rabble who were traveling with the Israelites began to crave the good things of Egypt. And the people of Israel also began to complain, Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. When uh, we remember the fish we used to eat for, uh, for free in Egypt, and we had all the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and garlic we wanted. But now our appetite are gone, and, we, and all we ever see is this manna. This manna. I remember the first time I bad-mouthed my mom's cooking. Don't remember much after that, but <laughs> um, I made sure that if you're not going to fix the problem, you better be part of the solution. That's the one thing I heard, I remember. But what happens is that we begin to remember the things of old, what we used to like. Once a change happens in your life, let's say, uh, currently, I, I like to lift weights. No big secret. Unless you're following me, if you follow me on IG, you, you know, every, almost every day I'm posting something, you know, energetic. I'm always running. I'm always doing this. Always, I'm running. I'm lifting. All that good stuff. But there's certain things that you just can't, I just can't do anymore. I would love to have a Snickers a day. I would love to eat cake every day. I would love to have Chinese food the way that I had Chinese food back in Brooklyn with the fried rice, with the General Toso chicken or the orange chicken or the chicken and broccoli with fried. Oh, man, I'm catching flashbacks right now. Let me just say, there is a lot of things that I would love to have. But because I'm on a journey because I want to watch my health. I want to, I want to make sure I'm lifting properly. I'm getting the, the most that I could get for um, putting all the time that I'm putting into the gym. And it all starts, you, it, you know, if, you, if you're new to the fitness game, you know, they say, hey, 15% is in the gym. 85% is in the kitchen. Because when my stomach is, you know, uh, the... It's like uh, I consider myself like 
we need the poo. You know, oh bother, I got a rumbly in my tumbly. I don't have ER next to me. Hey, hey, poo. I don't got nobody there who does, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't open up the fridge. I'm there, and I could just reach into my fridge, and I could just start cooking and just make some French toast around 1 a.m. I have a craving. I have a deficit. I have a need, a need to eat what I want. But I can't do that because I'm on a journey because 85% it's in, it's, it's all in the kitchen. It's all there in the kitchen. And I got to make sure that I'm not going too far, too fat. But yet still, my past, my past, it intermingles. And I'm like, oh, man, I, gone are the days when I used to do, when I used to eat chicken and broccoli and fried rice every Sabbath and wash it down with a nutriment or a protein shake. That was very weird, I know, but as a protein, you drink, I mean, I drank a protein shake after eating Chinese food. I had a problem. I had a problem. Eat a Snickers, eat, eat a Snickers every day. I had a problem. Just, just me, just me. I had a problem. But when people tell me, yo, you got to eat this way, where's your fruits, where's your vegetables, where's your carbs, where's your proteins? If you're going to get to where you're trying to get to, you have to eat. You've got to eat clean. Where, where's your water? Are you drinking enough water? Well, Kool-Aid got water. <laughs> Soda got water. It's kind of like when you look at cake and say, well, <laughs> let's see. There's, there's eggs. <laughs> exactly. There's eggs. <laughs> there's flour, you know. You begin to rationalize, and then you start craving the things that you had in the past. Man, I remember when we used to party. I remember when we used to go to the club. I remember when we used to smoke this. I remember when we used to drink that. I remember when we used to not go to church at all. Remember we used to hang out all the way till 2 o'clock. After a while, when you're, going to, when you're going to somewhere that's better, there's certain things that you can't do when you did in the past. But it's human nature to crave those things. There's nothing wrong with being tempted. And I used to feel bad about myself. Oh, how can I eat this? I, and I'm there chewing. How can I do this? I'm, don't look at me. I'm hideous. But sometimes in my dark moments, really, I see myself and I open up and I see myself in the mirror. And it seems like, here we go again. I did it again. And sometimes you feel so alone. But sometimes when you're inside that, the mixed multitudes, those things happen. And then you see here that you remember all the things that you used to do before you met the Lord. And even when you met the Lord, sometimes you go back to the things that you did before you met the Lord. And then do you feel sorry for sin? Do you feel sorry for what you've done? Because all this is all about growth. Now, I'm not saying that it's okay to sin, but there's nothing wrong with being tempted. It's what you do when you're tempted. That's the part that, that, that is necessary, that you should care about. Because if you're, not, if you're not on the journey, if you're not one with Christ, 
certain things that are said here or certain things that are said to you by your friends, by your family that's trying to uplift you won't make any sense. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says the natural man cannot receive the things of God because it's foolishness unto him or her. It's basically like if I talk to you right now about, ooh, this is easy, okay, anime. No, let's do can be better. Wrestling. Wrestling. If I talk to you who, well, first of all, first, this is, this, is, this is free. This is free. This is not a note. This is free. Who knows who Ric Flair is? Ric Flair. Anybody know who Ric Flair? Okay, we got a handful. Cool. Anybody know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is? Okay, cool. Now, hold on. Do anybody know who John Morrison is? Anybody? Okay. Does anybody know who The Miz is? I know some of my friends right now who's going to be watching this are going to be like, oh, come on. <laughs> who do you not know who The Miz is? But if I go on and on about, yo, you just, he got this finishing move and then his catchphrase is this, and y'all going to be like, Okay. As I might say, and then he said this, and then he ended the promo with, woo! Some people are going to be like, going to be like, woo! Right back to me. And other people are going to be like, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Heavenly Father. <laughs> Demon possession is your territory, not mine. No. <laughs> and then, and again, you, you get to the point now that you get to the point now of you're in the mixed multitude and you have all these people coming in and say, oh, we remember we had this and that. We had the fish. We had the leeks. We had the garlic. We had everything in Egypt. But yet you're bringing us here to this, to this wilderness. You might as well let us die instead. And Jesus, God was not happy. He was furious. And what's worse is they were making fun of the food that God has given them. Now, why don't try us make do, do, imagine if we made fun of what God has given to us. Health, strength, money to get by, a loving family, food on the table. It may not be filet mignon, but you got... You throw some, uh, you go give me some cup of noodles with some tuna fish. I'll stir that bad boy, season that bad boy up. I got a meal right there. College, I know, college does that for me. <laughs> Those of you in the you know what I'm talking about. But again, they're on their way to a promised land. What are we doing? We get to the point now that all of a sudden now we start getting lazy. Now, I'm going to tell myself again. I know my sister's going to say amen at this part. I was lazy. I was the type of person who used to, go when, when, when dad was supposed to be home at 7.50, I'm starting to wash dishes 7.40. 
And I'm thinking I could get away with pouring a whole lot of palm olive in there, shake it up and say, Dad, Dad, I was working on it. Dad said, I'll be working on your behind too after you're done. <laughs> it, was all, it, was, it was to teach me a lesson. I, I, again, video games ruled my life. I loved it. Fighting games, I had a 64, a Game Boy. You know, I always try to figure out and go outside. You know, if there was Minecraft back then, oh, forget it. And I'm, I'm 34, and I still play Minecraft because it's fun. Your imagination runs out. I could make a castle out of this and then put this mod together and such. Don't get me started. Now, if my, if my nephew knew how heavy I was into Minecraft, I know that he, me and him together by the hip, and then you put this furnace right there. Oh, man, me and my little nephew, we go on a ball. But again, let's substitute it for your life. Think about it. In your life, what is it in your life that you complain about? That is not something that is something that is not to your liking. But have you stopped to think about it? It was from God. Have you thought about that? One of my things that I, I, I struggle with is student loans and paying student loans because that's a good chunk of my checks. <laughs> that thing overlays one whole check and goes filters into another. That's how much I owe. Got a witness. <laughs> but then, uh, who am I to say, oh, man, this is not a, you know, the, oh, man, God is not doing his job. Look at me. I'm struggling here. So, no, 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 no. God wants you to have, to occupy what you have so he can trust you with more. If I'm busy fumbling with all this, all, all, all this work and all these, all these, let's just say I'm, I got all these hobbies and, 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 and things I got to do for church and stuff like that, and I don't know how to manage my time together, why should God give me more just to drop some things that is not available? And there's a lot of things that God wants to give to us and God has promised to us. But then we start getting the wrong concept of what home is. Abraham was promised a land in Genesis, and now here they are going to, going, to, going to a land full of milk and honey. So they say, and remember, they have never seen it. They have just heard about it. But yet still, they complained, 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 and because the spies gave a false report and they did not trust God, they were doomed to wander around for 40 years with a generation not seeing the promised land. Let me speed it up and let's get to it to now. Have we forgotten where our home is? Have we forgotten where our home is? No, my home is not in College Place or Brooklyn, New York, even though it's great to be called that. It, it felt great 
for me to go home this past month and to hear my cousin say, hey, Charlie, man, we really miss you, man. How long have you been out there? 13 years? Ain't it time for you to come home? Is it time for you to come home? Hey, man, we really miss you, man. It's always fun seeing you here. And it felt great to hear that. Because I only go home once a year. Thank God for that blessing. Some people don't have a chance to go home. And I'm thankful for that. But can we realize where our home is? Are you tired? Are you tired? There's so many things that we as Adventists or or, or Christians that we always hear that God is coming. Jesus is coming. But yet some people even mock that. There's a bumper sticker that says, Jesus is coming. Look busy. Like he's a supervisor. You know, when that supervisor or your manager, you know, comes out the office, you're busy to talk, and then you hear the click, click, all of a sudden you're like, three french fries. I don't know what, what french fries is getting sling over down the side is. It's in a, it's in a basket, and it's getting slid down. Or you're there typing, and then you see your, well, minimize, and then you put your program back on. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes we treat God like that. Oh, Sabbath is here. All right, let me take this down and let me get into Sabbath mode. Sometimes it's like that. We get into this rut, and all of a sudden, we're just trying to figure out what it is to do. But now, the Bible says, and it says in Peter, says, Chapter 3 and 3 to 5, it says, most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to this promise that Jesus is coming again? You could just see the memes, don't you? I could picture in my mind's eye how the memes are going to look. From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. They deliberately, key word, deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago. That means that they knew, but they chose to forget. They put that right inside the recycling bin and just permanently delete that. And he brought the earth out with and he, and, and he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. It, it's trying to say that you had the knowledge, but because your way was best, and you're having such a good time, and I'm having such a good time, all of a sudden, you know what? This is the lifestyle I want, and this is the lifestyle I'm going to get. I heard all the stories long ago. Jesus is coming again. Yeah. I've been hearing that since the 80s. I can only speak for myself. I've been hearing it from the 80s, the 90s. I've been hearing this ever since I was in kindergarten or in cradle roll. 
But then all of a sudden, he's like, where is this? Where is he? Where is he? When is he coming? It said, the Bible said that there'll be earthquakes in diverse places. And then there's earthquakes. And I saw a graph, funny enough, two weeks ago. I said, you know, let me see the, the, let me see the graph. How many, how many earthquakes has there been? And the chart just keeps going up and up and up. It's hot in the United States this week, huh? Polar caps are melting. And all of a sudden, that where, where, where is this? Where, 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 is, where is he coming? And it says here, We have a lot of work to do. We have some work to do before God comes back. Because he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back and he delays his coming. Let's go to the next one in Second Peter. He says, it says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. Jesus said, I will come again. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I saw a funny enough today. You know that new, that face app? That it shows your face and then how are you going to look when you age? I, I, I really didn't want to see that. I'm like, mm-mm, No. But like Muhammad Ali, I'm too pretty. I'm too pretty. You can't touch me now. <laughs> but there was a meme, you know, my friend, my friend had, a, had a picture of Jesus right there. says the original. And then on the next, it was the same picture that says face app on there. And it said the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, no, he is being patient for your sake and mine. He's being patient. He does not want, what's that word? Well, say it again. What's that word? One more time. Heard a song that says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can change anybody. He said that he doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. We have to now go. When we have, when we go out to the communities, we all have to go. We had to reach our brothers and sisters who are here, who've been, we are, this church has been planted here for years, and we have a duty to go and meet our community brethren, to go out there and bring them from afar, to go and touch somebody's lives. Your experience and mine might be what gets them to the promised land with the help of the Holy Ghost. Because it's not us alone that we can do it. No. The job of the Holy Spirit is to woo. You know, to woo, to get someone to advertise, it's just to be like, woo. Okay. 
My sisters is there looking at shirts and dresses. Ooh. And then you look at the price and be like, ooh. I could do that now. Ooh, that, man, that looks nice. And it looks good on somebody else. And all I'm trying to say is I want to go home. Because this world, it's not my home. We are putting our treasures into student loans. And I want to get this house. And I want to marry her. I want to marry him. We're going to have cute babies together. I want to meet his family. Oh, I want that car. I want that house. I want to, I want, I want, I want. I need, I need, I need. But in the back of our minds, we say, hey, well, you know what? This is not my, this is, this is cool. But there's something even better that's been promised. If we trust in the Lord, he will, he will dwell in our hearts. And he will change us from the inside out. So now, finally, I can finally get to my verse. To my favorite verse. After everything is done, Jesus comes back again, receives his children to himself, and he and and and, and we are in we're, we're in heaven with him for a thousand years. And then all of a sudden he comes down, and in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old earth that we are in right now has disappeared. The old heavens and the new earth, Thanos snapped. It's gone. And the sea is also gone as well. And I saw the holy city coming down, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for a husband and I heard a loud shout from the, from the throne saying look God's home is now among God's people the name Emmanuel means God with us now God was with us and now he's coming back again and to live with us and now all of a sudden it says now God's home is now planted right here on earth. And it says he will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. And this is the coup de grace. This is it right here. Those who are Ric Flair fans, this is where the woo comes right in. It says he will wipe every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death. No more sorrow. No more crying. No more pain. No more student loans. <laughs> I could I, that, that debt forgiveness, right there. That stimulus package, right there. No more mortgage. 
No more rent. No more bad cholesterol. No more enlarged heart. No more cancer. There's a whole lot of no mores that I will be here all day. He says all these things are gone forever. The song says I'm going to a city. There'll be no more nights. I'm going to a city where Jesus is alive. That trumpet is going to sound and I'll be flying away because I'm going to a city one day. Abraham saw this city that was whose builder and maker was God. And I want to go home. We're browsing through these aisles. And it's getting to a point now that I've seen the same products over and over again. Social media just blowing things right there on our phones. Negativity. But God's love will never fail because we have to put in our minds that all these things will be passed away. There's plenty of times in our lives that we are going through that we want to just give up. We want to complain and have that look when I was, when I was 12 years old, when I'm acting like I'm two. And saying, man, I just, just want to get out of here. Jesus says, hold on. You're on a journey in the wilderness, but hold on. Your reward is great. And that promise come with me. Father God, I want to thank you for today. You have been amazing. I wrestled with this all night last night because there's just so much I want to say and you have been so thankful, to, so faithful to me, and I'm thankful to you because I am in a rut. We, there's somebody in here who is like me, who is just want to just say, I'm, I want to go home. But sometimes we're afraid to go to you because we're not right. But that's not the way that you want us. You said love casts away all fear. Once you're able to get that fear out of you and just say, God, have mercy on me. And Jesus will say, Father, she's mine. He's mine. They are my children. They want to do your will. And Lord, help us not be afraid. Help us to grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be with us now, and may we not complain, but Lord, continue to sustain. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.